Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. So, um, as you all know, it is New City Church's fourth birthday. Wow, yay! We are uh, just wrapping up our Swipe Up Sermon Series, which is the, um, the sermon series that we've been doing through the book of Proverbs. I know some people have been reading Proverbs um, as part of the sermon series. And basically, instead of just like scrolling through life, we're encouraging you to really swipe up your life. Which means, uh, you know, when you're looking at life and love and leadership, just really think about how wisdom can infuse into your life, how God's inspiration can change your life. Of course, all of our worship services and services are available on our podcast, as well as our worship archive. So if you ever want to re-watch things, all of that is available on the website. And so um, before we get into... <laughs> This whole, like, seemingly pretty capitalist <laughs> proverb, um, I think we need to first understand a little bit about agriculture in the ancient Near East. So uh, transport yourself, if you will, for a moment into the ancient Near East, where, like, Israel-Palestine, it's, like, approximately uh, two to 5,000 years ago, and you are, like, in the Negev Desert. It is hot. And one of the things that you as a farmer would know is that during, um, after, after the harvest, there's a really hot season that kind of bakes the land. It's like all the soil gets really clumped up and hard and crusty. And it's like, it almost looks like life isn't possible at all in that land because it's so, so hot. It's like life is impossible. And then in um, the winter season, obviously it's not exactly winter like it is here. For those of you who are joining us from afar, today was uh, the first day that we have snow on the ground in Minneapolis. Aha, uh -huh. yes, I'm happy, I'm, I'm thrilled about it. Yay, snow, it's great, it's a gift from God. Um, yes, and so it's <laughs> so this is not what Israel looks like or the Palestine area looks like. It's more like the rains come in winter. In winter, the rains come, and that first soaking rain, and you can kind of hear the raindrops hitting this like hard, crusty, dry ground. The first soak of rain is um, the first softening of the land. And so, um, and so it was really important for, for farmers to, uh, once that first rain came, they had to start plowing the land to kind of like break up the hard protective exterior shell so that things could grow again. And th the reason why it was important to do that right away is because if um, you didn't plant early enough, then, then your crops wouldn't come to fruition before uh, it, it was too hot. And so there was, it was like a very important thing. But as you can imagine, going to this like land that's so hard and crusty and dry and seemingly impossible to steward life was hard work. It was the kind of work that was like, it, I mean, you had to put muscle into it. There were like beasts of burden who had to plow 
through this land and it was so hard to upturn these hard, dry, crusty plates of land. And I think that's, that's the first wisdom that we get from Proverbs is that sometimes in the parts of your life where it feels like there is seemingly no possibility of life, where it seems so desolate or so impossible to support joy or abundance, that it's easy to forget that, that when the rains come, you got to be ready. <laughs> when Even in the parts of your life that are really hard, there's that first rain that comes that softens the land. And if you're not ready with your plow and your back ready to push, then you won't be able to, to till up the soil. You won't be able to create the conditions conducive to an abundant life because you're, you're so forlorn at how much work it'll be or because you've lost all hope because of how crusty things are. Maybe there are areas of your life, even relationships, that you have no hope at all for. And, and I don't think that God is, is trying to do that like codependent thing where it's like, I'm just going to keep pouring effort into a relationship that never gives anything back to me. I think that this proverb is calling us to keep an eye out for when the rains might come and to know what to do when mercy comes. For that impossible relationship when someone actually says, hey, I do want to talk about something, <laughs> I'm ready, you know, <laughs> like for someone who is like, I actually do need to apologize or I actually do want to make things right or somehow the conditions are changing, that is the moment to step in. There's a certain preparedness that we have to have in the seasons of our lives. And that's the gift of, of seasons, is that there are certain activities responsive to each season. And your job is to figure out if you are in a tilling season where you need to just like get the ground even ready for potential growth, whether you're in a nurturing season, watering stuff, fertilizing stuff, whether you're in a harvesting season, like reaping the benefits of, of the things that you've planted, or you're in a um, threshing season, which is when you harvest things and then you purify the harvest so that it's usable for your own flourishing and for the flourishing of your community. And New City has uh, been through a really interesting season in this past four years interesting in like an awesome way but definitely not uh what any of us expected uh in the past uh five years or you know yeah it's our fourth birthday party of having a weekly worship service but we even had conversations uh a year before that a year and a half before that um and it's just like i don't know if any of us imagined that this is what our life together would look like but the point of wisdom is not that you can perfectly predict everything that's going to happen in your life. The point of wisdom is that when you see different seasons moving in, when you see different opportunities, you're able to respond nimbly and well to them. And so we, uh, so we tried our best to respond nimbly and well. Uh, and, and just we're going to do a quick recap of our year. Uh, which we always like to do at our birthday party. If you um, benefited from any one of these things, feel free to do a woo or like, you know, feel free to do a little clap or anything that you like. If you were not with us um, this past year and you're kind of newer to this, welcome. This is kind of a, a run through of what you can expect with New City Church. So um, do you remember we had a queer nativity of color? 
Yeah. Do you remember that? Where it was like, we're going to have queer people of color dress as the different characters of the story of Jesus's birth. Because if we can't see ourselves into this story, how in the world are we going to connect to these narratives that are supposed to like transform our lives? So, um, so we did an amazing uh, photo series. All that's available on our Instagram. We um, had some wild sermon series, Revelation Reclaimed and Aftermath about rebuilding our life. And in everything, uh, we launched a pre-engagement guide, uh, which is like not a pre-marital guide, but like pre, you know, like before you want to do the thing, you can do so, and then uh, we also had a performing arts series this past Lent where people offered spoken word and poetry. Um, our online worship service improved dramatically. <laughs> and I just got to give a huge shout out. Polov, the person who is in the back of this room. Yeah, can we give it up for Polov? Has done so, so much. Oh my gosh, just look at this. <laughs> It's really wild to think about how much transformation has gone on. And now we're in a new iteration of this, where our online community is joining the on-site community in one uh, kind of unique hybrid experience. Very grateful for that. Um, but we felt like, you know, having this broadcast where um, people are viewing this either in community or together and having chat, isn't going to create the community that we know is necessary for, for God to change people's lives. So we also launched Circle, um, which is like a new city social platform. What do we got in Circle? Um, like different chat areas for people to post prayer requests. People got We also started doing sermon series challenges that is possible in a circle. This is a way that we organize together. In the past 38 days, 58 people have been regular users of a circle. And all of that is possible because of people like you, uh, people who are willing to connect over very strange times to lean into this season. Of course, New City Church also cares about uh, social justice. Um, and this was a year for the city of Minneapolis and the Twin Cities uh, around social justice. New City was at protests uh, for Dalal Eid, which happened just blocks away from where we're broadcasting this. Um, and New City was at Dante Wright protest. This is from Dante Wright in, um, in Brooklyn Center. And um, all of these are ways that we are witnessing to the God that is present in our lives. Like our job isn't just to feel the spirit and good vibes and energy that's happening in this room. Our job is to live out our faith. And if, and, and if we as a church can empower how we do that together, then, then we're doing what Jesus wanted us to do. And so people, uh, like the people who came to this particular protest, connected over circle and then went over together because it's very important that you protest with the buddy. Um, so, uh, but it w you know, this, this wasn't just about protesting, it was also about legislative pressure, about systemic reform. And so um, this year in particular, we did a lot of work around line three. Um, Joe Meinholz was like a primo frontline organizer um, doing interfaith work in line three. He was in North Minneapolis all the time. We're stopping this pipeline from trying to cut through indigenous land and pollute the water. 
and um, we had folks organize again through Circle <laughs> to go up north, um, and we and we protested at the Capitol. However, um, as you know, social justice doesn't happen linearly, and sometimes things take time. And Line Three did get built, but I believe that God is faithful and just, and God rule. <laughs> uh, uh, loves it when people continue to show up for the fight, even when it seems like the empire is going to um, crush and ruin and destroy all the things that we hold sacred. That's what being a justice creator means. It's not just sharing a meme on social media. It's, it's consistently, persistently showing up to a fight, plowing through hard land, saying, I believe that life would be possible if we continue to struggle for a new world. And we do that through um, the hard work of our hands, but also through uh, fun things. Like uh, this year we had Bike Black. Uh, which was a, a, a bike tour of the historic black sites in South Minneapolis. Um, Sivai led this. It was incredible. Um, thank, big shout out to Sivai and Latifa, who um, put a lot of work into getting a whole bunch of us out. Clarence and I were <laughs> the, what are they called? The, um, we're, the, we're the people who like stood in traffic and were like, we're biking here. Like, we were <laughs> We just stood on Bloomington Avenue in front of cars driving towards us. And we're like, this is not happening. We're biking here. And they stopped. Is that not the metaphor for what we have to do in life? <laughs> like, this is not happening. So, yes, I, <laughs> um, I was very grateful for Bike Black. And something that... Um, the, we didn't announce at Bike Black, but Bike Black was a pilot for a new um, project at New City Church called the Community Healing Projects. Um, so New City Church, for those of you who are um, new at the, in this space, New City Church has something called the Incarnation Fund. The Incarnation Fund supports people of color in accessing healing modalities offered by practitioners of color. So like therapy, somatic experiencing, spiritual direction, nature-based retreats, the Incarnation Fund supports people of color in all of that. It's a year-long cohort-based program. And you know, uh, this program keeps growing up all over the place. Like we've had a bigger Incarnation Fund for the three seasons that we're running it. And now we have alum of the Incarnation Fund. And so uh, we went to the alum and said, hey, um, if you all like have any projects that pour out some of the healing that you experienced for your community, if there's any like kind of project that you're already doing that, uh, that we can support, then let us know. And Krista, uh, who's right here, <laughs> yay, uh, um, came up. And so Krista's launching a Montessori school for children of color and for families experiencing homelessness and other marginalized families. And we're like, like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the kind of thing that we want to support. And so New City came together and through financial generosity, we were able to buy all of the books for all of the toddler classrooms in uh, Krista's school. And for folks who weren't able to financially contribute, uh, we also collected a lot of poetry. 
that we can share with toddlers. So this is something that you can expect to see a lot more of in the next year. We're going to continue to support the alum of the Incarnation Fund in kind of the prophetic work of the Community Healing Project. This is trying to flip the paradigm of like char what charity tells us. You know, charity is like people, marginalized people have all the problems, privileged people have all the solutions, and so we're just going to dump money onto marginalized people in hopes that, you know, they get the crumbs of whatever, whatever. And instead, New City Church is saying, God has particularly blessed marginalized people to imagine a new world that looks like the God, like the God dream for, that God has for the world. Some might even say the new city that God wants for Minneapolis. And like marginalized people have a particular prophetic leadership witness that we must support if we are to ever uh, establish the dreams that Jesus has for the world. So it's not just like, wow, those poor, pitiable, marginalized people. It's like, these are the folks who are creating a new world, and we got to run to catch up with them. Amen? So, <laughs> um, so we are doing uh, community healing projects, and you can expect a lot more of that. Of course, like through these community healing projects, like um, like um, Rosie mentioned, we've had a lot of spaces for community through the pandemic. I know that a lot of folks have been feeling kind of lonely in this pandemic in isolation. We've done our best, like Rosie said, to launch more Life Together groups than we ever have, more Bible studies, more book discussions so that people can connect with each other, more watch parties um, so that people can connect with each other because we know that it's, it takes, it's a high social cost. Uh, the pandemic is taking a, a type of toll that's greater than just our biological body. And well, in that, like the social learning also impacts our biological body, I guess. So we're trying to make sure that no one is isolated. Um, and we'll continue to have experiments like this to kind of see how we can safely gather in community without um, uh, inadvertently putting people in harm's way. I just want to give a huge shout out, and this is the time for you all to show lots of love um, for the team of, the, of New City staff. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay, so uh, <laughs> like New City would not be possible without, of course, the amazing volunteering and leadership from the lay community, from our community like you all. Um, and like, like our staff has done an admirable job in keeping this ship steered amidst a lot of different things going on over the year. So just real quick, I want to shout out, thank you so much to Trevor, who keeps track of like numbers, budgets, finance, uh, receipts. God bless him. Can we just do a woo for Trevor? Uh, uh, thank you so much for Seabai, who's running the Incarnation Fund and, and organizing things like Bike Black. Woo! Uh, thank you so much to Ev and Mayada, both, who are collaborating on music for New City and editing videos. Woo! Thank you so much to Sarah, who is new to New City Church um, this year. And we are very grateful that Sarah, if you, if you see something that New City creates and it's beautiful, it's because Sarah designed it. Woo! <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much to Pullov, who is doing the most with the videos. I see like lots of lots of typing and 
button pushing happening while we're doing this. So thank you so much. Woo! Um, thank you to Dana, who is our minister of public witness, who is like going out to other United Methodist communities and teaching them how to be anti-racist and like going all over the place. Woo! And also going to like mucho protests. Um, uh, Dana spoke at George Floyd Square the, the evening of Chauvin's trial. Like that, D Dana is showing up as New City in the. Around what the community has discerned God's invitation is. And so, um, uh, oh, and <laughs> so that's another little announcement. So we put that all together. And uh, we decided that we are going to um, organize around some particular themes, which I will announce in one quick second. <laughs> However, there is one other thing that I wanted to um, name into the space. And that is like New City has been financially growing over the past year. And like operationally, we've been growing our capacity so much so that the United Methodist Conference says that we're kind of ready to be a freestanding thing congregation so like yay so um so like every year new city has received funding from the united methodist denomination and they're they're like wow new city is growing so strong and this community is doing so well that we would like unintentionally inhibit growth if we as a denomination continue to give support to your congregation because the ways that churches grow is when we realize that we as a community are what we have <laughs> like we as a community are our financial base are our volunteer base and that type of like agency and people power is what enables us to move forward in the future and so as you're considering what next year looks like, as you're forecasting kind of where you want to like be thinking about um, your generosity in terms of time and talent and energy, New City Church is going to be like us doing this as us. <laughs> so, um, so please continue to pray about that. Um, some of you are familiar with this graphic. So this represents like inward transformation leads into outward transformation leads into inward transformation and outward transformation there is no like soul work without justice work and there's no meaningful justice work without soul work this is kind of what we're trying to do the in and the out and so we as we're planning this next year um thinking about how we're going to create transformation these are the themes that we got from the spiritual growth survey. And can I actually get like a little drum roll? Okay. So um, on the inward transformation side, the themes that we saw were as follows. Praying without pressure, having like a daily ritual without feeling like hard on yourself if you forget a day. Um, practicing consistent self-care. Specifically, there was some huge themes around slowing down, just like chilling out a little bit. Um, connecting ancestrally was a big theme, both like connecting with scripture, like our biblical spiritual ancestors, as well as like our like lineage, like our cultural lineage. Um, and then uh, deconstructing and reconstructing belief systems. A lot of folks at New City came from problematic churches. 
A lot of people tuning in on the live stream came from problematic churches. And one of the skills is to deconstruct the things that were toxic and, and what New City would say is like a, a product of the empire uh, puppeting the church. And, and uh, But deconstruction in itself alone isn't enough. We also have to reconstruct kind of what we do believe and how we do assert ourselves into the world and what we do believe about God. So that's going to be a big theme for our inward transformation. For our outward transformation, we heard huge themes around nurturing healthy relationships. Boundaries was a huge buzzword <laughs> in this survey. Um, uh, the need of caucusing and specifically racial caucusing. Caucusing means like you know, New City is a multiracial community, and there's sometimes when it's valuable for people of color to meet with only other people of color, for white folks to meet with only other white folks, to have certain conversations that are like appropriate to each of those spaces so that we can come back together stronger and better. So uh, caucusing seems like a, a big theme and letting caucusing lead our anti-racism work and uh, mobilizing for our community, for our neighborhood, for just like volunteering for folks and, and showing up in the ways that um, we believe in. All the while, we feel committed to not only this inward and outward transformation like individually, but we also believe that doing it together was important. That was a big theme. Like I wanna be doing this as community and also making sure that we're doing it expressively through art, through, um, through something that is like externalizing the beauty that we are experiencing inside. So this is what our next year is going to focus on. Yay! Yeah, I'm super glad about it. And ultimately, I believe that, that God um, is looking at this soil and saying, I, I I'm inviting you to certain types of work. And it, some of next year is gonna be hard and some of the next year is going to feel like it's like, oh my gosh, when is this going <laughs> to, when is this going to change or look different? As I'm sure farmers in the ancient Near East thought when they first uh, put their seeds into the ground, like, oh my gosh, this is such a long ways away. But God, through her faithfulness, always sent the rain and the sun to grow collectively. And something, and I'll close with this, that I thought was really beautiful was that, um, in the ancient Near East, farming was always a communal activity for practical reasons. There, there was just too much harvest for any one household to be able to do themselves. And so the whole community, anyone who was able-bodied, moved out to the fields to help each person in their own season for their own different crops because they knew that communally, if any of us are going to survive, all of us need to be involved in each other's life. And that's how we are engaging our inward and outward life as a community together. If you're feeling that, uh, go ahead and, and uh, type amen in the chat. You can say amen out loud if you're on the on-site community. Yay!